Welcome to She Builds Empires. I'm your host, Bridget Eileen Sisko. This is the show where I get to interview the coolest, most badass women entrepreneurs who have built six, seven, and eight figure businesses. We highlight the woman behind the success, her journey, the ups, the downs, and we learn how the heck she built this empire. My guest today was Carrie DePhillips. Carrie is the CEO of The Content Factory, a digital PR agency that specializes in SEO. She's also the host of the Workcationing podcast and the co-founder of Sisters in SEO, the largest network of women in the industry. This was another fun conversation. I had a great time with Carrie. In this episode, we talked about how SEO is sexy and very often overlooked. We also talked about some great tips on how to boost your SEO, why it matters, because I think most business owners are not thinking about this, especially if they're only focused on social media. And the bread and butter was really talking about Harrow. And Carrie has some incredible tips and a freebie on how to write Harrow pitches that actually work. And Harrow is Help a Reporter Out. It's a free publication or website that uh, entrepreneurs, business owners, and people can pitch themselves to. So thank you, Carrie, for your insight, your wisdom, your humor, and everything that you're doing for women in the industry. Hi, Carrie. Welcome to She Builds Empires. I'm so grateful to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to talking to you. One of the things that I love is talking about media coverage and getting our voices and stories out there. So I'm very excited to have that conversation with you. And I'd love for you to start today by introducing yourself and a little bit more of the why behind what you do. Sure. So my name is Carrie DePhillips, and I founded The Content Factory in 2010. So we're coming up on our 12-year anniversary this year. Um, I am an expert in SEO, search engine optimization. In fact, I've been named uh, the number two lady in the industry. Don't ask me who number one is. I'm coming for her title next, you know? Uh, (laughs) So all of this to say, my agency and back, like my agency foundation and my background and professional area of expertise is search engine optimization, SEO, uh, ranking number one for very specific search terms uh, in Google. Um, and it, that has generated millions of dollars worth of uh, revenue for my agency. Uh, because we practice what we preach. We, uh, people continuously find us by searching for, you know, uh, cost of social media marketing or uh, best PR agencies or, you know, a- any number of search terms. In uh, in the service of getting great at search engine optimization, I had to get great at backlink building. And looking at all of the options, um, PR, public relations, was like the back door, nobody was watching, the gate was wide open, I made a run for it. And um, PR is like, most people think it's this very intimidating, difficult to do thing, like, oh, you've got to hire an agency. And when I started getting into the PR industry and I started training people in PR, my team and um, also like online students, uh, what I found is it's like actually not as, not as difficult as you might think. 
And it's hugely beneficial, especially for small businesses, or if you're looking to become a thought leader in your industry, as featured in Forbes, Fast Company, you know, the New York Times, I've been in all of these. Uh, And I'm self-taught. I don't, I don't even have a degree, a college degree, much less a college degree in public relations, you know? So if I can do it and I can train other people to do it, I am super excited to, you know, train your listeners, put them on the path, at least, to being able to get quoted in major media outlets so they can include it in their resumes, so they can feature it in their cover letters. If they're a small business owner, so they can splash it all over their websites and increase increase conversion rates. Major media coverage does all of this and more, right? Uh, And it's surprisingly easy to do yourself. I love that we're talking about this because this is something that we do with our authors at the publishing company. I have this idea of beyond bestseller. I don't just want them to be a bestselling author because that's not that hard to achieve these days. And they have ability to get media coverage, just like you say. And I want to back us up here a little bit because you've been in business for 11, almost 12 years, which is amazing, right? There's a lot of people in the online space who are a little bit newer in business. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to hear why you chose this path. Like, what was it about PR and helping women get their voice out there and their business out there that you felt connected to on a deeper level? Sure. So I guess, man, we're going to go way, way back to the day. Uh, My first job out of college, and I say out of college because I'm a PR lady and I didn't graduate college. So I didn't say when I graduated college. You right? (laughs) Can you see how I do this? So my first job out of college (laughs) was in advertising. And honestly, it was like the dream job that I thought I always wanted until my boss started sexually harassing me. And then I reported him and, you know, we got ran up the all male train to the point where the, the two male owners of the company called me into their office along with this guy. Uh, and he had to apologize, but he, he was still allowed, he, he was still my manager. And this was just not at all acceptable for me, you know? So uh, I had a friend who was a freelance writer and wrote for, uh, you know, all kinds of name brand publications. And I was just like, well, how do I get into this? And, and he was like, you know what? Everyone thinks that they can be a writer. If you, you know, figure it out yourself, I'm not going to like write the blueprint for you. And I was like, okay, so you're no longer my friend. And the ultimate FU is success. So I'm going to figure this out. And so what I did was I started uh, applying to every writing job I could find on Craigslist. And I, I have a tutorial for this too, that like fully outlines my process. No, it's be- it's like good for more than used couches, I swear. And so uh, I went through every single major city in the US applying for every single writing job. I was trying to be remote anyway. I, I was not about that office commute in life. My cat is really saying hello right now. Hello. (laughs) Uh, Excuse that. But um, so I started applying for every single job that I could find. And I actually landed my first uh, my first gig the first day. Hmm. 
And it, at the time I was getting paid like 10 bucks an article for, you know, she's really got the spirit. Keller. Uh, <laughs> man, the work from home life, right? Oh, I um, but uh, I got paid like 10 bucks an article it, it, to start, but it was something and it, it enabled me to like build that portfolio. And within three months, just like leveraging the experience that I got applying for more jobs, like including like, well, now I've written three articles for this guy, you know, um, I was able to fully replace my full-time pretty well-paid job in advertising. And I never looked back. And then I founded the content factory because soon I had more work than I could handle. So I started hiring people, like did the whole business thing. And, you know, that's what kind of got me to where I am today. Uh, or that was like the, the founder story. Um, for me, having worked in an office downtown in like a traditional advertising environment, uh, I ran the math. And the getting ready to do a job that I was already ready to do routine. Uh, I've got a challenging hair texture, really got to blow this out. You know, that takes like an hour. And then the commute, there was traffic. I had to pay to park downtown. All of this, not even including the environmental cost or the monetary cost. It was costing me over 500 hours a year. And working from home just like eliminated all of that. And I had so much more freedom. And as I I was able to eventually travel the world, you know, because if you can work from home, you can work from anywhere. Um, but when I started my company, I, I looked at the cost benefit analysis and for sure, like remote was the way to go. Uh, I have employees scattered over seven different states. I have contractors in several different countries and um, it's, it's, it's working out well. And especially in digital marketing, there's, I just like, I don't think people are in a rush to return to the office. No, I mean, I'm definitely not excited to get one, you know, <laughs> the overhead and the ability for you to save 500 hours a year in your yeah. life. You know, we're really moving into a time where more people are living, I hope, and I see this, in alignment with their values. And if their values are, I wanna spend more time with my family, I wanna spend more time with my children, I wanna spend more time with my friends and family and actually enjoying the life that I built, working from home and, you know, growing a company and having people all over the world, that, that can work. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, like whether you're carving out time to uh, go to your kids' soccer games or to write a book or to, you know, I don't know, read a book, <laughs> you, you'd be surprised. At, at, like when you remove the commute for, for good uh, at how much time you have available to delve into other interests. Absolutely. So before we go into some of the fun things that you get to do in your business, like helping people get massive media coverage and SEO and all of that, um, can you share with us a little bit of the structure of your business? I know you have the content factory. You also have sisters in SEO. You also have a podcast. So you have a couple of different uh, channels and avenues and I'm assuming streams of income. Can you share about the structure a little bit of your empire? 
Yeah, Empire. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so the bulk of my time and income revenue, rather, comes through the content factory. So I'm the CEO of a digital marketing agency. Uh, we represent several national and international brands. Um, some clients we manage SEO for, others PR, others um, social media marketing, some all of the above, right? Uh, so we have a steady stable of clients and people who manage those accounts. Um, again, I'm like an SEO lady. So uh, affiliate marketing is like, I have one affiliate that I just checked it today has paid me like $15,000. I'll tell you what it is, it's SEMrush, right? It, I write a lot about SEO, my articles rank, and then I recommend the specific SEO service. Uh, well, it's a tool that you know is like an industry leading tool i use it love it anyway and um everyone who signs up through that link it's a seven day free trial to check it out and if they stay on beyond that then i get a payout um so we have several uh affiliate partnerships that we plug on the website that gets us uh additional um i guess passive revenue Similarly, like I mentioned earlier, uh, our website's uh, organic traffic delivers basically all of our clients with the exception of referrals. Um, we have a lot of downloadable assets attached to pretty much every single page on our website, meaning, do you want to know how much we charge? You can go to contentfac.com and a pop-up will hit you and it'll be like, do you want our generic proposal? It'll tell you everything we do and how much we charge. Most agencies will make you get on like a series of exploratory calls to even kick you a budget. And it's different for every person or like every company based on what they think that you can pay. I mean, it's, eh, let's just all save each other the time, I right? So, well, when you download that, now you're now you're in my email marketing campaign and we've got a drip campaign and you know i'm gonna hit you with useful tips and the occasional sales pitch until you tell me to go away uh and we've gotten clients out of our emails so when i talk about like our website and and in discussing like passive revenue there are several different passive revenue within my like my primary company the content factory that are replicable for all kinds of different businesses. And certainly email marketing, how do you get people to su subscribe to your email? Well, you gotta have some sort of downloadable asset and is it relevant to the page? So I have different downloadable assets depending on what page the person happens to be on, ranging from like editorial calendars mm -hmm. uh, for blogs or for social media or uh, a hero pitch template and complete guide, which can get you millions of dollars worth of media coverage. I know, because the same template has done that for our clients. We're gonna link to that in the show notes. I know we already talked about it, but um, so uh, for your business owners who are listening and wondering like, I don't know, what kind of asset can I create? Like what kind of pop-up when people come to my website? Uh, can I like, 
what can I offer in exchange for an email address, which will be valuable to the target audience? Often that's pricing if you're willing to share it. That's a great and that's idea. Super easy. And it helps convert. And honestly, it weeds out the people who can't afford you. If they can, then like they have all the information and I find it tends to make for a smoother sales process. Uh, I also have a podcast. So in 2017, uh, I January 1st, 2017, I had put all of my stuff in one 10 by 10 storage shed. And I traveled the world for several years out of an international carry-on bag, like not a big bag, one bag and a personal item. And uh, I covered all of that on the Workationing podcast. And uh, it was an incredible experience. At each location we traveled, like every month we'd hit a different spot. Uh, We knocked out a bucket list item and a professional goal. So I did everything from fly a plane to cage dive with sharks in South Africa to like enter poker tournaments in Montreal weird stuff. That's so fun. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was a really great time. Uh, We're going to be bringing the podcast back now that the pandemic is, I I don't want to say over, but now that travel's opened up, now I can get back on the workationing track. But uh, that podcast, uh, we monetize that through affiliate partnerships, through advertising. Um, Also, we got like all expense paid trips by companies that were interested in having us come and talk about their specific location. So I was like in India for a month on, on like a press trip. Yeah. That's cool amazing. Stuff, yeah. Right? This is what people dream of. That's it right there. Yeah. And then, um, at some point, uh, well, search engine optimization and really kind of any area in tech is heavily dominated by men usually in the SEO industry. It's in the U S uh, 70% male dominated <laughs> and in like Facebook groups, like co-ed Facebook groups and what you would not believe the proliferation of sexist memes and content and whatnot. Uh, one of the people who I had trained through my online SEO course reached out to me and was like, you know, I was asking where the women in SEO were. Uh, in one of these Facebook groups. And I got a bunch of negative feedback, like, why does it matter? You know, we've got groups like this. One guy called me a bitch. And then the moderator or the the admin of the group deleted the post entirely. Hmm. And so she reached out to me with this story and she was like, so I'm thinking about like creating a Facebook group. And I was like, I was thinking the same thing. And in fact, I had already named it in my head, Sisters in SEO. So that was three years ago. And now Sisters in SEO has become the largest network of non-dude bros in the industry. I love you that take, you like, said a, that. A, a liberal approach to sister. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So the, the gender diverse, totally welcome. Come on in here, folks, right? But uh, it is certainly dude, dude bro free. Um, and 11,000 members. And it's it's a much needed space. And if you dig into Facebook groups, uh, especially in tech, there are a lot of like femme-centric Facebook groups. Women of email is a fantastic one if you're into email marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
programmers, like women gamers. Do you know what I mean? Like there are networks of people waiting to welcome you without any mansplaining or sexist crap. Uh, if you find, if you like seek out these individual groups, if you can't find one, then maybe that's a calling to create it yourself. And so that's what I did. Um, and again, SEO, search engine optimization, it's good for more than just Google. Uh, you can create, like if, if you're smart about your group naming and your group description, anyone searching for SEO, for example, frequently finds my group and that helped help my group grow. Uh, also, I went back and I edited all of the content factories, blog posts that had anything to do with SEO to mention sisters in SEO with a group link. And that's a, that's a key per, that's like a key driving factor of the rapid group growth. Similarly, I plug in in all of my emails. So like having a, what you refer to as an empire is really like different aspects of the same thing. You know, whether it's the lifestyle aspect that I bring to the workationing podcast because I'm traveling and I mean, I'm writing about this stuff anyway, might as well create that podcast. And then, you know, if it, get, if it gets big enough to where somebody wants to offer me a free trip somewhere, then sure, I'll take that. <laughs> you know? and, and also the podcast has brought me clients too. So uh, like having all of these things kind of symbiotically work together and feed each other. People get to, like my clients or, you know, potential clients get to know me better uh, through the workationing podcast. They get to like get a feel for the personality, who they'd be working with, et cetera. Sometimes that converts. I'm sure sometimes it does the opposite, but you know, having, I guess, different lines, uh, fishing lines in the water, it, it makes you more likely to catch more fish as opposed to just having one. And if your area of expertise enables you to kind of like spread out that expertise a little bit to have those different fishing lines in the water. So for example, um, I largely grew my Facebook group through search engine optimization on my website, mm. right? It was just as simple as updating posts that got a lot of traffic to include the link and plug to the Facebook group. So, I mean, like your, your mileage may vary depending on your particular areas of expertise, but if you like think creatively about what you're most passionate about, chances are there might be a way for you to like interloop different aspects of your life to, you know, create various streams of revenue. I love this. You know, it's, it's funny. One of my first jobs in college was working at a startup accelerator where I was doing SEO for them. And it's so funny because the, I have not really touched on that conversation since then. So, and I'm curious if you see this too, like SEO isn't sexy, right? Like it's not like putting a cute post on Instagram, it's the back end work, but it does something for you. And I think it's overlooked because now that I'm thinking about it, I haven't had this conversation with many people. And I'm curious if you kind of, I mean, you live in this world, so it probably looks different from yeah, your right. sphere. Uh, I'm going to really geek out on you here and say something that probably... SEO is sexy AF, and here's why. Like, it's sexier than advertising. It's sexier than Instagram. SEO is just... Ugh. 
man, put a <laughs> ring on it, right? Like seriously, put a ring on that, introduce it to your mother. Like it's here for the long haul. Go ahead and pop out some kids. Uh, those kids should be websites uh, with blogs, <laughs> but uh, with advertising. And again, like having this advertising background, I like to go to, to this example. If you take out like a Super Bowl ad or an ad in the newspaper and like a Super Bowl ad might be different than in the sense that like it might have staying power through notoriety, but honestly, they usually do not have staying power. But like, let's just keep it simple and say like uh, a standard newspaper ad you take out uh, like a full page ad, uh, advertising your furniture business, your advertising agency, whatever it is, that ad goes out and then maybe you get some calls, but like maybe you don't and you're only gonna get calls for maybe the first week for as long as people have that physical newspaper um, or for as long as your ads are running on the radio. And by the way, it's statistically, statistically, you need to hear an ad or see a piece of content at least three to five times before it actually registers. So if you're investing in advertising, you can't just put out one ad in the Sunday newspaper, you need to put out three at least in order for anybody to really like recognize what they're reading, take action, move forward. After you stop running the ads, though, the benefit stops. I, through SEO, (laughs) uh, am still getting leads on blog posts that I wrote in 2011. Have I had to go back and update that content? Yes. Like, do I keep an eye on, you know, where that content ranks? Do I need to add more stuff to it, get more backlinks? Sure, there's like some maintenance, but it's some maintenance and it's super low cost. Bang for your buck, uh, SEO, I think, is the highest and like has the highest and most consistent return on investment mm-hmm. out of basically all marketing methods that I've seen. If you have an ad agency that can really like turn around a hot ROI on Facebook ads for you or something, and that's like working, that's a unicorn if you can find it and like find that correct messaging and whatnot. You don't have to like SEO, you, unless you're in the mattress or sex toy industry, gambling. Yeah. Mattress, sex toy, or gambling. Those are the three that when they come to me, I'm like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not taking you on as a client. Oh, rough waters out there. Mm -hmm. But outside of that weighted blanket, outdoor furniture, uh, digital marketing services, crypto stuff, still like a wide open market. Um, so number one, a lot of, uh, a lot of businesses, like in a lot of industries don't have like industry leaders when it comes to search engine optimization. There are some, there are some industries, like I said, like the mattress industry, good luck breaking into that. You're going to have a hard time, but like, those are really few and far between. If you have a low budget a good product or like expertise in your industry and can like clearly explain complex to some to people other than you subjects and content and like format it the right way you can rank number one in google and then you know 
build your business off of that. I certainly did. I have lots of clients doing the same thing. And the barrier to entry there is like so low. If you want to go the advertising route, I hope you have 50 grand to throw at a test of this problem. Uh, again, SEO, the, the barrier to entry there is much lower. And um, yeah, I, SEO is sexy for revenue. If you're into like passive revenue, who doesn't, what's sexier than passive revenue? I, Bridget, I won't hear you say that SEO is not sexy again. I literally just wrote down. So I don't think it's not sexy. I think people (laughs) think it's not sexy. No, for sure. For sure. But I'm just like, guys, this is like, ah, what was it hot in here? So what I wrote down is that the title of this episode is called SEO is sexy. It is. (laughs) With Carrie DePhillips. I love this. And you know what? It's, it's reigniting a fire in me about this topic. And I can assure anyone who's listening to this, if they haven't taken a look at this subject or if they don't know anything about it, I mean, Carrie's obviously a wealth of knowledge, so she would be a great place to go for everyone. Um, and as we start to wrap things up, I want to touch on two last topics here, which is number one, Harrow. And I know you have a freebie around Harrow. I know you do some really cool things around Harrow. So for those who don't know what Harrow is, number one, what is it? And why do you love it? Give us all the, the juicy details. Sure. All right. So Harrow, Harrow, depending on who you talk to short for it's an acronym for help a reporter out the website, help a reporter.com. Um, this is a service that journalists sign up for and essentially anytime they need an expert source for their, uh, stories, they, uh, fill out this form, send it through Harrow. What that means to you as somebody who signs up for it, it's free, by the way, it's a free service. It's a free email list. You sign up for it three times a day. You're going to get like 75 different reporter queries in your inbox and it's sorted by category. So, you know, like it, it can be overwhelming if, if you let it get that way, but really it's, it's a potential gold mine. Uh, you sort through these queries and you're like, well, what can I talk about today? Oh, is Forbes looking for a quote on um, business owners and their digital marketing strategies? Well, guess who's got some quote for that? That's me, right? Um, I, the queries range from anything like... Um, HR questions, accounting questions. So if you have an HR or an accounting department at your company, probably somebody in those departments can answer these queries from the reporters. And then, you know, there's no guarantee certainly, but uh, if they use your quotes, then you get to be as featured in, Uh, you get a backlink to your website, which is important for SEO. And you can build over time Longstanding relationships with these journalists who are reporting on your industry. And then instead of sending out a Hayro query, they just reach out to you directly. So Hayro is uh, primarily uh, like US based. I'm not sure exactly what the um, geographic breakdown of your listenership is, Bridget, but um, mostly US. Yeah, if we've got any Aussies, then Source Bottle. 
is another option. Quoted, Q-W-O-T-E-D, uh, is U.S. and uh, an EU, I think. And then uh, response source is, uh, I think, U.K. and EU. Mm. That's great. Mm-hmm. So we've got, like, they all kind of do the same thing, right? But uh, sign up for these because... Like, again, the barrier to entry is super low. And no matter what your area of expertise is, like to the listeners, uh, you can probably submit some sort of expert quote that reporters will find useful, will include. And especially if you follow the template and guide that uh, are included in the show notes, just follow that guide use the uh, free template download that's included in the guide. And I'd be surprised if if you didn't get results out of it. Uh, I recently ran what I called the Go Hard at Hero Challenge for 30 days. And over a dozen people, they all got media coverage within that 30 days. 100% success. So it certainly works. Uh, it, it works for our clients. And although the process may initially seem intimidating, like, oh my gosh, am I really going to email a Forbes journalist? Yeah, you are. And you might get included, mm-hmm. right? And it, it's really not that intimidating. You're helping them out. And then you can connect with them on social media and, you know, co promo the, the article once it goes live stay on their radar and then become eventually a go-to resource. It's a pretty simple formula to follow. And again, it's way easier to do yourself than a lot of business owners think. Yeah, there's really, what I always tell people, there's nothing to lose, right? There's nothing to lose here. And you're literally helping these reporters or journalists or editors do their job. They're literally seeking support like yours to fulfill their writing piece. Yeah. It's a win-win. Yeah. And yeah, for sure. Give it a shot. Why not? Um, Worst thing that could happen is a no. And the best thing that could happen is you get featured on the Today Show and your product sells out. That's happened to multiple clients of mine through Hero. Magic happens. Like I've got crazy stories. Just like, what? We had um, a record label client, and through a Hero pitch, we uh, got a, a singer featured in the Huffington Post, and then parlayed that uh, in the Today Show. Uh, producers happened to be reading this particular column, called her in. She got to perform on the Today Show. She got a full three minute, 30 second segment, uh, including like, coverage of her singing at BB Kings and uh, an interview with a top news anchor for free. Well, they had to pay me <laughs> or my agency to manage that process. But, you know, if you have the time and dedication, you can get crazy results for yourself for free. Mm. I have chills. That's really, really beautiful. And what a great reminder that there are no limits. Anything is, is possible there. So you for sharing that as we start to wrap things up here i'd love to hear 
just quickly, you know, how you actually spend your days, right? You have a team of people working all over the world. You have multiple things going on. How do you actually spend like your days? Uh, it depends on the day. <laughs> I recently tried windsurfing and then, uh, fell off of the board spectacularly and cut my foot. So like, I thought I was going to be a windsurfer, but maybe that's not so much in the cards for me. Uh, mostly from Monday to Friday, I wake up somewhere around nine or 10 in the morning, but I am six hours ahead of the majority of my team. And I am nine hours ahead of some of my clients. So like, I tend to work pretty late. Um, my team doesn't usually uh, clock in until around two in the afternoon, my time. <coughs> Excuse me. So from 10 to two, uh, I have time to myself. So I go through uh, emails. I write email marketing campaigns. I focus on like business tasks before I have my whole crew and my clients waking up and like asking me for things. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I, I work quite a bit, but it's because I have so many side projects. So for example, Sisters in SEO, managing that Facebook group, doesn't take a whole lot of time, but certainly the email marketing and whatnot, monetizing that through affiliate partnerships and stuff, uh, setting that up so that I can kind of forget it uh, with email automation and whatnot. I'm still working toward those types of projects. If I didn't have that, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't be working, you know, 40 to 50 hours a week, but, uh, I do and I like it and it's been interesting. It's been like an interesting exercise in finding out how I can use my skills to monetize similar, but different aspects of my business. Mm -hmm. And like in scratching that brain itch, I've made quite a, quite a few dollars. Right. So I'm kind of like fine tuning those processes. Uh, but I, I like to still travel a lot. So the way that I get my work-life balance with working as much as I do, is I'll work from different places. So for example, I, I just spent a few weeks in Italy, uh, got some work done, <laughs> not too much. Uh, it was kind of like a working vacation, mostly vacation. Uh, but in the past, I've spent uh, a lot of time in exotic locations, working on professional stuff just for like a change of scenery. Uh, and that's kind of like the breakdown of my day-to-day -day work like work life work life balance right now it's like oh am i getting too stressed well I'll, I'll take a break or i'll uh take a break while working uh it, like an extended break while working so for example like a month i like to travel places for at least three or four weeks if i'm working on vacation so that i can like see as much as i want to on the weekends get a feel for the place and then not feel like I'm missing out on work or missing out on the location experience. Very cool. I love to ask that question because I think it gives the listener 
the reminder that anything is possible and it does not have to look one way because I'm sure everyone that I interview and what has been the case so far is everyone has a different way of doing it and that's great. So thank you for sharing yours. Beautiful. So as we wrap things up uh, quickly, how can people contact you, the Content Factory? How can they get involved? Sure. So my website is contentfac.com, C-O-N-T-E-N-T-F-A-C, Frank Apple Cat, uh, dot com. Uh, Sisters in SEO, uh, just go on to Facebook and search for Sisters in SEO and the group will pop on up. Uh, the Workationing podcast is on Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, everywhere. Just the Workationing podcast. Um, and I think that's about it. If you want to connect with me or if anyone wants to connect with me on LinkedIn, Carrie to Phillips, uh, happy to connect. <laughs> Perfect. We'll tag it all down below as well. Yep. So thank you, Carrie. This has been such a rich and valuable conversation. I really appreciate it. And I know that everyone who's listening has gotten and received so much out of this. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. All right, everyone, we'll be back next week with another awesome episode. Have a beautiful day. Another great episode of She Builds Empires. If you are loving this series and these conversations as much as I am, please give us a follow on Instagram as well. We are at She Builds Empires podcast on Instagram. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this show. And as always, share this with a friend who just needs this type of inspiration. What you can now feel by listening to just a couple of the episodes is these are inspiring women. They are showing us what is possible, what we can build when we put our mind and our heart into something and we just keep up, we trust, we build a community, we do something in alignment with our values. Thank you for being a loyal listener of the show and make sure to tune in for our next episode. All right, She Builds Empires family, what did you think? This was our first new episode of this new season, of this rebrand, and I'm already just having so much fun. This is a topic I have loved to talk about, learn about for so many years. I have been the, what is it called? Think and Grow Rich like advocate for all of my friends. You gotta read this book, you gotta read this book. And I just think it's so beautiful to see this in a realistic, you know, scenario. So stay tuned for the future episodes. I'm so grateful as we dive into the rest of summer. We have so much going on with Exalted Publishing House, with this podcast, with some of the events that we want to host. And I just feel very grateful to have built a community, to have built a community where each woman feels empowered to lead herself on her own journey yet still values community support and guidance. Thank you for your support this entire time. And I hope you will join with us in sharing this episode with anyone who just needs to hear this message today.